Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, dog lovers, and welcome to Dogs with Jobs, the podcast that celebrates the key workers of the canine world. You're with me, Kate Fairweather, and every month I introduce another working dog. And it's become obvious to me since January when we started doing this together that there are rather a lot of them. I'm, I'm frankly amazed. I thought I would run out, but that is not the case. Now, this month, I was supposed to be bringing you a fabulous gun dog, a national champion gun dog, actually. But we're going to be meeting him in August because my family has been hit by coronavirus, which is why I'm talking to you from my garden, standing under a tree, (laughs) which is the furthest afield I'm going to get for the next 10 days. And the weather's broken, so it's drippy. Anyway, my wonderful editor has ridden to the rescue, as usual, with his brand new guide dog, Benji. Now, um, I was kind of saving this for later in the year. I've been following John and speaking to him, or he's been updating me over the last five weeks from his first week and first couple of days with Benji to disappearing off on their own after five very intensive weeks of training. I hope you enjoy this. I think it's rather lovely because you can hear at the beginning, even though John is a super experienced guide dog user or handler, uh, it's an exciting and a big moment being placed with a new dog and starting again in lots and lots of ways. John's had quite a few guide dogs and I thought that it was a good opportunity to follow through this incredibly important early stage. So here we go. I hope you enjoy it. Let's just have a little test of the levels. We're outside Cafe Nero. We are. We and are. It's, and it's a lovely, cool summer's day. I'm sure it's going to get hot later on. It's supposed to get 27 degrees. I know because I did the weather today. But so um, a month ago, um, you and I had a conversation about my existing guide dog. We and did. not long after, I got a call from guide dogs to say they had a new dog for me because Breck had retired for a year. And um, he is sitting next to me now um, in doing his social training this week and then we're into full class next week and he's gorgeous so he is a labrador he's a three-quarter retriever okay course a labrador and he's a foxy red yes um he's beautiful he is and he's got a differently shaped face to breck he has so he's got more like a a, a square a labrador head but he's still got the retrievery ears and he's it's very hard to describe his body really it's got a lovely he's got the thing i like about his body is it's got this lovely wavy um um texture down his back which is a sort of indicative of a labrador retriever cross um but he's very agile he's very fun to be with he's very gentle very sensitive uh, and we're having a really good time this week. Now, how long has he been with you? When did he arrive? Because so, we're talking on... What day is it? It's Wednesday, isn't it? It's Wednesday the 15th of June. Mm-hmm. So he, he came to us last Friday. So he's been with us now four or five days. And we've just been settling in lots of social exercises, lots of exercises, what we call environmental enrichment, which is you know using activity toys with his food and right. doing activities to build his confidence up and his confidence of me mainly. So, so you will have seen me just now giving him some kibble. Yep. And that's a part of his daily food allowance. Um, so it's social training. So we're sitting outside a cafe now, getting him used to things going on around us, other dogs, people, and just chilling out and relaxing because that's what we want him to do and I guess when I came over and sat down 
he perked up a little mm. and took a little bit of notice and I asked you if it was all right to stroke him and you said let him settle. Yeah. So I guess that's what anyone should do, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because what is his job here? I mean, it's not to greet every visitor, is it? No, it is, it's to be relaxed and chilled because obviously he... he I need to be in control of him. I don't want him randomly wandering off and getting food from other people, leaping onto tables and grabbing food, <laughs> licking people who might not like dogs licking them. So basically he needs to be under my control and well-behaved. It's not to say, you know, you're eliminating his complete character. You know, once he's settled down and we've done a few weeks' training, when we'd done the same exercise and you'd come across me, it would have been perfectly all right for me to just settle him down, you'd say hello to him, and then he would know you've said hello, we're going to have a chat now so he can go to sleep. So it's really just... just Conditioning's the wrong word, but getting him used to... What to expect. What to expect when we go out and what I expect of him when we go out. Assume, you know, but, but making sure there's a balance to that so that there are plenty of exercises in the day where he is the focus of, the, of my attention uh, and he has his moments. So put this into context for me in terms of time because he's joined you on Friday, so mm-hmm. he's been with you less than a week. Yeah. What happens next for Good you? Good question. So, so Guide Dogs has a five-week training program. So it's slightly extraordinary that he's with me a week before. Normally he'd be with me the weekend before going on training, but because of COVID and lots of changes in the way that right. people can support Guide Dogs, he's, he's with me a bit earlier. Um, the boarders who normally have him have gone on holiday, so it's a good opportunity to get to know him, a bit longer than normal. But next Monday we'll go into Southampton and spend two weeks in the Hilton Hotel in Southampton, uh, and we will do more intensive training, so that's very much working around getting used to him guiding me. Right. Um, all the right commands, keying me in to do those things at the right moment, using the clicker and using... Um, verbal commands to do that right because obviously if you get it slightly wrong you may be queuing in the wrong behaviour yes. which you don't want to do things what we call platform work which is um, it's, a, it's a raised platform where you're training the dog to stop at a certain point things yeah. like the curb and things like that so he, that's almost teaching him boundaries I suppose boundaries yeah and, and knowing when it's appropriate you know when I say it's okay to go it's okay to go when, when it's unsafe to go then obviously in the, I'm sure many people have heard the thing you know where guide dogs won't cross the road into the car's coming well it's in it's in predicated on me um being aware of my environment but if i occasionally get it wrong it's up to the dog then to say no it's not safe to go and wait at the curb so it's, it's things like that and it's building up just over two weeks building up that work building up the harness work building up technique me getting used to the feel of the harness and when yeah. he's going up and down and what he's doing and then after that there's three weeks what we call domiciliary training where um, Devon, who's my guide dog mobility specialist, will come and spend time with me every other day here in Petersfield, walking around the streets and getting me used to the routes that I'll be taking, things like routes to the station, routes to the cafe, as we're doing today. <laughs> I hope. That'll be a priority, um, Routes to the bookshop, where I, I produce um, the Talking Books programme, and other places where I might want to go on a regular basis. So that, that in essence, is what we're going to do over the next coming five weeks. And... Benji has come to you with mm-hmm. what sort of training and familiarisation so, so he, he, How old is he? So he's just over two years old, a little later than they would normally like them to be matched. But because of COVID again, it's all taken a bit longer than, right. than ideally. But it's not too late. Two's not too late. He would have gone through 14 months normally of puppy walking, 
um, which is basically puppy raising, socialisation of, of the, the younger dog, getting them used to certain you know, rules about you know, food manners and things like that. Yeah. Then there will be early training and an advanced training. So the early training is getting the dog used to the harness, getting used to the, what we call straight line principles. So you will see a guide dog going to walk to a curb and then turn left rather than necessarily going around the bend. Um, that's not, not strictly true all the time, but that's the general principle. So you walk from one end of a, a road to another in a straight line, stop, then make your next move. Uh, and that's so dog learning. That to makes do things sense. Like that. So is that because it's giving you a different set of stop points, if you like? It, yes, it's, it, it actually helps with security. You, you know you've got to a certain key point in your journey, and that's, that's the point where you're either going to turn left, turn right, or make some other decision, what I might loosely call nodes in the journey. So for me, nodes in the journey will be those, but there'll be things like benches, coffee, coffee shop for me, <laughs> uh, maybe key points along the route where he will know that, that I go on a regular basis, so I might walk up one, past one tree books, and he'll think, well, we normally go in here, and I might actually take him in just to reinforce that, that he's doing the right thing and yeah. that it gives him an incentive to find uh, a, a point to the end of the route, you know, e.g. he's got somewhere, we've and, achieved something. And presumably that's also your early time with him is about building his confidence, I'm guessing. Yes, yes, and it's, it is building that relationship that so he can trust me and he knows that I've got his back. Um, so when I'm expecting him to do something... I can expect him to do it, but if he needs confidence building, he needs me to protect him mm. and give him a cuddle if he's feeling a little insecure, that I will do that. And yes, it is building that relationship up and, and, and getting to know each other and getting to love each other uh, and getting to respect each other. And I think, you know, one of the up-and-coming things, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners will be aware of, you know, there is a lot there's a big advantage in the emotional support that the dog can provide. So, yes, he is a guide. But he's also my buddy, he's my partner, so you know, we, we do need to emotionally, emotionally support each other in our day-to-day life together. And it must be funny for you being back at this stage with Benji when you know, you were, you'd been with Breck such a long time. Yes. How, how is that for you? Well, it, it's, it's a bit strange, and Breck will still try and muscle in because he's still <laughs> with us, and he's... Breck's nose is well and truly put out of joint, so he can't understand. So he's got to transfer his love to Jan, my wife, and get her to take over as being his key uh, person in his life. I'll still be there for him. But, yes, they're very different characters. So, you know, there's no two dogs are alike. Yeah. You're do, you are learning from scratch. You are learning their personality from scratch. Of course, over time, and he's my seventh dog, you will have built some skill sets up and some experience up. But it's like any new relationship, you know, you can't take anything for granted. You are really going back to basics. But there must be a thrill in that, I'm guessing. Yes, and, and I think the key thing for me over COVID is feeling very isolated, feeling very demotivated. And even in the five days that Benji's been with us now, I feel a lot more mentally my mental well-being is a lot better I feel a lot more confident I feel keen to get out and get out and do things there's a routine I've got to prepare his food every morning I've got to prepare what I'm going to do with him in the day so it's given me incentive to to, you know get out there and and feel a bit more happy with life how to say I can see that yeah Well, will you come and talk to us about how it's going? Well, I think we'll, um, yes, we'll uh, maybe keep in touch over Skype or something and I, we can talk from my hotel room and I can tell that you how we're doing. That would be fantastic. So we'll speak again next week or the week after. All right, look forward to it, John. Hello, Kate from sunny Southampton. It's John Wellsman 
reporting back on week one of my training with my new guide dog Benji. Um, we are doing very well. I think uh, we're keeping up with the schedule that's been set for us and, and are possibly exceeding that. So week one of training is really, um, for me, getting used to Benji, uh, the way he is expected to work, the commands that I need to use to get him around, fitting him with his harness, the ubiquitous uh, and familiar white harness that guide dogs wear, um, learning how to be guided by him. Now, he's my seventh guide dog, but even though he's my seventh, I think it's the easiest way of equating this is if you buy a new car, you know how to drive a car, but possibly the gear shift and the pedals and other elements of the car's dashboard are in different places and it's the same with a guide dog it's getting used to a whole new dog a whole new way that the dog moves and they have subtle movements in the way they walk benji's a lot faster than my previous guide dog breck so it's again getting used to a different speed of dog and a dog that responds to um, obstacles and things in a different way but ultimately it's the same process in terms of the dog is there to guide me safely, avoid obstacles and get me from A to B. So Benji's doing that really well. Uh, we've had lots of fun. We've had lots of fun games to play um, to keep them from being distracted by things. Um, sadly, the people in the hotel where I'm staying in the corridor do have a tendency to leave lots of food outside their doors when they finished with it. Uh, and one of the exercises is for the dogs to not be distracted by food on the floor. So we've had uh, inadvertently uh, a great exercise in getting the dogs to um, resist bending down and eating people's pizzas and chips out of their plates left outside their doors. So things like that, fantastic. We've been out for a few walks now around Eastleigh in Southampton, which has been great fun, getting to know Benji and getting to know the way he walks. Uh, and as time goes on, that will develop and we've got another week here in Southampton. And then we'll be back around Petersfield doing some work around Petersfield, trip up to Waterloo on the train, um, and maybe in the short to long term, uh, a trip in an aircraft because I do fly for work occasionally. So lots of things to look forward to with Benji. I look forward to you all meeting him again in person in a couple of weeks, but I will speak to you again next Friday and uh, hope you're all having a lovely day. Hi Kate, it's John Wellsman reporting in on my second week of guide dog training um, and I think the first thing I want to say is that we're staying in a hotel which clearly caters for people who just stay overnight to Peppa Pig World uh, and Tradesmen because the menu is virtually the same every day. So after two weeks uh, what started out as being quite enjoyable food then becomes a bit repetitive. But to Benji and his training, two weeks in and we are qualification ready, which means that we're up to a standard where um, when we come to the end of our five week training, we would qualify. Now, that's not to say there are not things we need to do and not things that we couldn't improve on. Um, but generally, uh, we're up to a standard where um, guide dogs would feel confident we could go out and about by ourselves and actually make a good job of working in a partnership with our dogs. So what have we achieved this week? So we've done a lot of walking around streets and doing things which are called off-curve obstacles where 
the pavement is completely blocked so the dog has to guide you into the carriageway and back onto the pavement again. We have done things like going round obstacles on the pavement, negotiating people on the pavement, making sure that Benji's slow enough so I don't take people out as I walk past. We've done a lot of road crossings because obviously roads are quite dangerous so we need to make sure that our dogs if they're crossing the roads are doing it appropriately. Uh, we have been doing things like differentiating between different objects. So you might, for example, ask your dog to find a crossing. And then obviously you need also to get the dog to find the pole with the button on to press the button. So that's two separate objects. So you would either want to hone the dog into a crossing if you knew it was an uncontrolled crossing without one of those boxes. Or you might say button if you're trying to get the dog to find the button directly. So there is a lot of differentiating between different objects for the dog to do. A um, lot of other work in getting to know my dog, and I would have to say that after a couple of weeks, um, I have wholly fallen in love with Benji, his character, um, his demeanour, his little idiosyncrasies, uh, his adorable nature his ability to work really hard when he needs to and has total focus on that and then to be a fun-loving and cuddly companion stroke pet when we're uh, off duty. So from me here in sunny Southampton, although it's not so sunny and I think it's going to rain again today, to you there in sunny Petersfield, uh, have a great day and I will see you soon, Kate. Hello, it's John Wellsman here, sitting in the garden on this beautiful sunny day. Uh... <laughs> Nothing like a bit of sarcasm for a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wet. <laughs> so we're meeting up in John's garden and um, it's rather thrilling because I'm seeing Breck, the retired guide dog, and Benji, the new guide dog, all at the same sitting. Yes. How was your residential course, John? Tell me all about it. What have you been doing this week? Well, I, I think um, residential courses are a, are a bit of a like marmite for guide dog owners because some like them because they get to meet other guide dog owners. Um, it's certainly advantageous for people who've, who've had their first guide dog um, as, as with one of the people on the course this week. But other people like um, what's called domiciliary training because it means that they get to train in their own home and they get straight away to get out to the roots um, that they need to, to practice to, to be guided with. Um, so, I, I, That's the sound of someone having a lovely, lovely drink, drink, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, it, wasn't me, it wasn't me with my gin and tonic, I hasten to add. Uh, not this time in the morning, anyway. Um, so, so I can see advantages both ways. So for me, going to a hotel, which was, wasn't the, the, the most uh, luxurious hotel in the world, but it was okay. Because we're there for training was it was a, was a good thing. Get to meet other people. Get to sort of share some of my experiences as someone who's had uh, six guide dogs before Benji, um, and I, it was advantageous going somewhere new where didn't know the area, so totally concentrate on the dog and what I had to do in terms of my commands and and how he would respond to those commands. So that was that was fantastic. So we we did that for two weeks. I've been at home now for three days, and it's now starting to to put some of that practice into into action in in my routes around Petersfield. So what what have you been doing then for the three days? Well, it's um, sad, sadly, Kate, it's not going to be that exciting. It's really <laughs> for us living just off the causeway here, travelling down into Tesco, yep, uh, and then using the path that goes from Tesco down into the square to right. find Cafe Nero, mm -hmm. 
and then walking from there to the station at the moment. So it's very much a, a, a basic route, what you might call a core route. I always like to think of it a bit like a tree trunk. So the tree trunk is your first basic route that you're going to take and then the branches will be the ones that you develop later on so when i want to go to one tree books to record the talking books program that's on the route to the station so he can then start to learn that if i want to go into waitrose of course that's another element which is off the main route that he can start to learn marks and spencers all those sorts of things become then the branches off the main Root uh, or the main trunk in in this in this context that he he can start to learn. So he's he's definitely got the coffee shop down to a T. So you and me <laughs> can meet in the square. We can meet in the square, and Benji will get me there safely. Excellent. And is that the first time that he's been doing those core cool routes with you? With and, me. Yes. And are you doing it on your own? Well, because we do it with. You know ins- well, do you do it with the instructor? How does it all work? Yes. Well, up to now it's been with an instructor, but today will be my first day after we've spoken to go out and do it for myself, uh, hoping that all the work and preparation <laughs> I put into practice will uh, come to fruition. Now, as with any new partnership, there are little bits that you need to work on, little bits that, of the of the block that need chipping off and things like that, and shaping into a lovely. Um, using another analogy, sculpture. I'm sorry yeah. for those who hate analogies, but I'm going to use it this morning. Um, so there'll be a bit of that for us to work on, and you know there are a few things that Benji needs to improve on. But that's just gaining confidence as a partnership. And, you know, a lot of ownership of an assistance dog or partnership with an assistance dog, more appropriately, is th- is that you know you're giving something to the dog and the dog's giving something to you. Um, so you, you're sharing responsibility for that partnership working. And tell me, how? what are Benji's little quirks then? What's he finding comes naturally, or you're finding comes naturally to him? And, and what does he, you know, what, what, what's the shape of it? Well, strange, strangely enough, around here, it's, it's the smell of foxes that, oh. that appeal to him greatly and sometimes have more appeal than guiding me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it seems strange that, that no one's noticed this before. So he, he's someone who will occasionally find a, a nice lamppost or something to have a good sniff of, rather than guiding me along. That's not the end of the world, because we have a b- very relaxed attitude to things. I'm not walking through a sort of a really safety-critical environment like the centre of a city or something. You know, right. I have to be careful, but it's it's fine. Um, what are his quirks? I, th- I think he, he takes his job seriously. Um, I wouldn't call that a quirk. So he tries his best. He's not always very good at it at times, you know, and you have to refocus him. So sometimes you get to a crossing and he'll suddenly see something off in the distance and you think it's quite interesting to watch. It's not that he'll suddenly step me out into the road, but you'll just, you know, you need to refocus him, bring him back in again. I mean, I think quirks with him is just his character when he's at home and he has this strange habit of, of... swimming sideways um, with his legs on the floor, which is his way of entertaining himself. He's got a, a, an outsized teddy bear that came with him yeah. that he suckles at night, So, which Jan, my wife, described as his mother. Um, <laughs> so he's got some... Yeah, I wouldn't say there are too many, to be fair. I think he's quite a sort of straightforward dog, really. He's just very gentle, very laid-back dog. Uh, takes his job seriously, but has lots of fun with Breck. So we go over the meadow, over the back, and... Both of them get on really well. I think Brick's a bit of a calming influence on the young whippersnapper who's just come into his life. 
And well, I think Benji brings a bit of excitement to Breck, actually. Which sounds perfect, doesn't it? And I did think, as I arrived, they look different, but they could be related. They could be, like, I think I said cousins once removed, didn't mm. I? So, so Benji's a three-quarter retriever. Yeah. So anybody spotting him out on the road, he's he's a red dog. Looks, looks foxy red. Um, so he's got a quarter lab in him, and Benji's and Breck is a completely golden retriever. So he's a, a right. full golden retriever. So the, the, I'm sure there's some connection in their heritage, but I wouldn't necessarily know straight off what that is. Hey, so Benji. you know, we, all we know is that, that Benji's um, father was called Clover and mother's called Kiki, which is quite nice, isn't it? Yes, that is. And um, tell me, I'm, I'm just a bit intrigued because having come back from your two-week course mm. and. I understand that that must reset you as a handler a little bit yes. with a new dog because yes. there must be a whole lot of assumptions that you've been able to make with Breck over you know, nearly a decade of mm-hmm. working with him. And so you need that reset button with the residential course yes. because it takes out all of your assumptions, doesn't it? And well, some of them, yes. And then the other side is is, is learned behaviour. So there is the bit where you have learnt over years how to do something. And then new techniques come along and new ways of doing things, new ways, new commands and things. So you have to remember <laughs> these blasted new commands and remember <laughs> it's not the old one, it's the new one. And when do I use that one? And if I get it slightly wrong, so there's a command called yep. Yeah. And the yep command is, is a bit like the clicker, those who use a clicker. And it's to, just to reinforce good behaviour. But sometimes, So it's to mark the behaviour yes, you want. Yes, absolutely. So that's usually at a crossing or at a curb or something. But sometimes I might just use it as a colloquial, oh, you're a really good boy, yep. You know, and it's like, yeah. oh, no, I've given the command. I've got to give him a biscuit. <laughs> so, we, so you will see me using treats when we're out. And they're a part of his daily food allowance so it's not not extra it's his daily food allowance and we spread it out over the day because that's an indicative of the dog's natural behavior to scavenge throughout the day so we're just reinforcing that really rather than just two meals in a bowl one in the morning one in the evening so when you talk about new commands are these in effect does this mean that you're in effect on a refresher course yes as a handler yes over the last couple of weeks yeah a bit of a rude awakening. You're the old guy getting a bit updated. <laughs> yeah, and it takes a bit of time. So, you know, I, I even said to the person who was new to this, you know, you're always learning. It's not like I know it all and I, there's not much mm-hmm. I can tell you. Um, that, that, that you you know, that I couldn't tell you that you, you, you might need to learn it. I'm learning as well. I'm going back to basics and I'm, I'm learning quite a lot new. Although, you know, some of the older stuff will stand me in good stead. Yeah, it's a nice blend. Yeah. So what's next then? So, so you're looking at your core roots and you're working them with Benji on your own. That's right. Ad- adapting our relationship in terms of my understanding of him, his understanding of me, building that confidence up, building that relationship up in terms of him feeling like he can trust me and that I'm going to do the right thing for him. And then really developing all the routes that I need to take. So for me, that's visiting my brother in Midhurst. So it's taking the bus to Midhurst. So it's, it's practicing the route to the uh, bus stop A in the square and then taking the 92 bus down to Midhurst and back again. It's taking a trip to Waterloo because I occasionally work in London. So he needs to learn the route from the platforms to the taxi rank and the information point opposite platform 12. Uh, we're going to Chichester. 
because mm-hmm. we like to go shopping in Chichester. So it'll be, again, getting him used to Chichester. No, nothing complex for him, really, because it's really it's early, just... Right? Yeah, it's early, It's just building those up. So that won't all happen in the next couple of weeks. That'll, that'll happen in the next few months, just slowly and, building it up. And presumably, John, at this stage three weeks in yeah. you're wanting to set him up for success anyway aren't you do you? So yes thank you so much um see you next week john huh? benji come here i was full to... star no no it's fine let's carry on <laughs> so where are we we're sitting in john's garden in front of me i have what i call a flying saucer i'm sure it doesn't look anything like a flying saucer it's basically a a rubber ring with a ball in the middle that, that rotates, and in it's got food, which Benji can't wait for. So I'm going to throw it across the garden. So it's like and a puzzle. It's like a puzzle. It's so, so it's environmental enrichment, which is right. um, something I wanted to talk about. So right. obviously, you know, you've got a guide dog, and they're working. Yeah. And they're doing fabulously well. And we'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. But we need to make sure that they're engaged and they're entertained and that they have things to do. So traditionally, I would have fed. Breck, my retired guide dog, first thing in the morning and last thing at night, which is sort of still what happens for him because that's what he's used to. Yeah. But for Benji, he has his food throughout the day. So part of that will be, as I've done now, filling uh, his toy with some food. So he's now um, running around the garden trying to pick up most of the food. Right. Although Breck will uh, recover the rest of it when he's finished. <laughs> um, but the main part would be that I have a what's called a treat pouch which I take out with me so when I get to a curb or I go to a crossing yeah. or I get to a difficult obstacle you reinforce positive behaviour by associating through, food with food yeah so you don't have to do it all the time and it's not like you have to do it at every single moment but basically you know to, to encourage him to, to do the right thing yes we use his daily allowance of uh, food kibble yeah. and, and feed that to him so <laughs> It's so, quite noisy, isn't it, the toy? <laughs> I was just thinking that as he batted against the gate. He's very interested, and with his collar, with his bell on as well, yeah. there is no mistaking exactly where he is, is yeah. there? That, oh, and he's getting little, a few treats falling out. Yes, but he'll miss some. He's and missed Bre- one, I can see uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Breck, but Breck won't. Breck yes. will have copped that one, and he will be Slip storing those up for later. <laughs> So so we're in week four. And you're and sounding really positive and in yes, great form. Yes. So how's the week gone? What have you been I, doing? I, I think um, last week, um, I was talking to colleagues, it's a bit of a plateau. Yeah. So you come home from the hotel after two weeks intensive training and you're sort of settling into your home environment and getting used to the dog. And I, and I would say there was a bit of a plateau, mm-hmm. few little hurdles. So those of you know... Plateau for Benji? Or well, I think for both for of you. us. <laughs> both of us, I think. So there's that little alleyway d- down by the museum um, that leads down to Josie's from Tesco's. And, right. and he'll go one way down it, yeah. but he won't go the other way down it. <laughs> so we're having to work on that. So we're, we're working on routes and things that he's good at and things he's not so good at. So, for example, yesterday walking back from the station having spent a day at waterloo training him to find the taxi rank yeah. um he came across all the people sat outside the pub in the square and found that a bit confusing but we sorted it but those are the sorts of things we've got a you know one day there's nobody sat out in the square and the next day there's loads of people sat out in the square and he's got to work that out for himself so, yes. so little things like that um the awnings outside the butchers in levant street uh, and um that wasn't there yesterday, but today it is, and I'm six foot five, so again, it's a case of being aware and getting him to think about that. Although wow. dogs are not great with height. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. And 
how did the Waterloo trip go? It went very well. So I think the Waterloo trip, um, I'm just going to watch the dog because we've got a table in front of us with coffees on, um, is um, indicative of this week and, and it's settling down yeah. and actually feeling like this progression. So Benji's starting to pick up on what he's meant to do. He's getting a lot better at it. Um, I'm feeling a lot more confident. So I think as a, as a partnership, we're both getting into the groove as it were so I think you know given that we're coming to the end of week four now for me uh, we're in a in a good place to then move forward so my instructor's off on holiday next week so we come to the end of the formal part of the training process she'll come back again in a month's time just see how we're progressing but basically we're at a point now where we've what called signed off routes eg places i need to go yeah. she feels confident that i can do those comfortably with benji's support uh, and that, that that we're in a good place that she can leave me okay there are going to be little incidents and they're going to yeah. be little problems like turning out time at tesco where uh, all the, the, the young, youngsters are waiting for their lifts and things yeah. uh, out of the, the petersfield school uh, and they tend to sort of uh, block all the pavements and everything else like that which is fine you know but but he's got to work that out so if yes. i go through there at three o'clock that is going to be a problem that he's got to work himself out with um whereas other times there will be nobody there at all and, and of course for him that's a lot easier so there are things like that which are which are the fun part of living in a community like this you know it's varied, it changes all the time, and it's very noisy at times. <laughs> Actually, talking of noisy at times, yeah. we went to Waterloo yesterday, and I hadn't been there for a year. And how noisy is Waterloo Station if you've not been there for yes. a whole year? Petersfield is so nice and quiet. Listeners, don't go to Waterloo Station. <laughs> Even now, it's just noisy. Now, can I ask you, is there anything to indicate to other people that Benji's in training? Or is there an equivalent to provisional plates on a car? There's not. Well, you you can have a collar, so he's got a collar that says "dog in training" or something else like that. But I don't want to use that because I've I've got my own collar and it's got you know because I like colour and it's got it's very colourful and it's got bells on it and things. But not really. No, if a guide dog instructor, stroke specialist, as we call them now, is training, they will have a brown harness. So some of you will have seen me walking around for the first week with a brown harness on the dog, purely because I was waiting for the harness that is now his Mm. i will use a white harness so there's not really anything that says that i'm training as opposed to qualified it is the 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 harness that we have and it's white and it's got the guide dogs um graphics on it and it's got a um a high high visibility handle on it and the like right so to all intents and purposes and certainly to everyone else benji's fully fledged guide dog at this point although as as you say you know you're you're still learning and yes so so still development so so any of you spotting me in the town looking a bit puzzled about something (laughs) there are still corners that need to be knocked off that we need to work on but but do come and say hello but obviously the proviso being that that if I ask you not to speak to Benji, it's because we're trying to concentrate. And the best time to come and speak to me is sitting outside Cafe Nero, one of the other cafes, yeah. with the harness off Benji, and he's relaxed on the floor. So come and say hello. Fantastic. I'm glad to see that everything's going so well. It is. Not I'm some remotely surprised, but I can see... Well, you worry. You're more, you worry no, at but... times. You know, you come away and you, your first week back at home is 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 sort of like a bit iffy and you're suddenly going is this really working well is this working as well as i want it to and then it, then week four it does genuinely for me it has settled in and i've and i've talked to at least one of the people who was on my class and for her things are starting to work out first so she's yeah. starting to go to work now she works in a hospital and she's starting to be able to take her 
guide dog in, which was what she wanted to do. So, yeah, for all of us, it's get, we're really getting there. Exciting. Right, can we speak next week, see how it's going again? If, if you, Are you still on holiday next week? I will be, so we'll have to either speak over the telephone or um, perhaps you could give us a little audio I diary will. on how you're I doing. I will. Okay. That'll be great. <laughs> and we'll catch up the week after. All right. All right, Cheers. lovely. Thanks, John. Bye, Benji. Bye, Breck. <laughs> Hi, Kate, it's John Wellsman back again with my last report on Benji's progress. Um, hoping to qualify today as we are on Friday, um, we will have qualified with Benji in the morning. Qualification means that he has done all the things that guide dogs want him to do and feel confident that I'm able to get out there and work with him uh, by myself uh, with support if I need it. But generally, I'm on my own. Um, the other things we found this week in the heat is that we haven't done really as much as I would like to do, but the things we have progressed on is the alleyway between Tesco and St. Peter's Road, which Benji liked going down from the Tesco end, but was reluctant to go down from the St. Peter's Road end, and I think we may have cracked that. Um, we've had time to play with other dogs, and he's superb with that, which is always fantastic, uh, and little children. So we've uh, cut up a few more things that uh, uh, may be concerning for any uh, erstwhile guide dog owner. So I think we're on track to have a great deal of success, and I'm looking forward to the weather being a bit cooler, and being able to get out there with Benji and explore Petersfield, speak to more people, say hello to everybody uh, and uh, hopefully within about three months time we will have settled into a nice routine uh, and over that period of time guide dogs will be coming back to see me, we'll be checking up on my progress so keeping our fingers crossed that by the time everybody has heard this recording I will have qualified with Benji and uh, I will have got my stripes as it were so it's been fantastic um, letting everybody know how we're doing love to speak to you in the town square just a little reminder if he's in his white harness and I'm working him if you can avoid saying hello to Benji that would be really helpful do say hello to me that's fine but Benji needs to concentrate on his work because he is easily distracted but if we're sitting down having a cup of coffee and Benji's off his harness please do come and ask if you can say hello to him but more than likely yes do come and say hello to Benji I'd look forward to speaking to you all so um, for now farewell and see you again soon well I hope you enjoyed that I really did and it's particularly pertinent for me at the moment because I have with me he is this week 16 weeks old my beagle puppy and uh, and so I'm going through a lot of the basic training stuff and I'm very obsessed with dog training at the moment so I'm particularly looking forward to next month's edition and I'm going to be meeting um, a wonderful champion gun dog actually he's been competing in trials and his owner is a massively experienced gun dog trainer who um, trains professionally and is immensely well known in the Hampshire area so I'm delighted to be able to introduce him to you so I'll be back with him in August we'll be talking to his amazing gun dog hearing about how um, gun dogs work the shoot and of course within a shoot which is the professional working context for gun dogs there are ever so many different jobs to do and we're just going to focus on one next month Um, but of course the other side of it is that there are trials as well competitive trials so it's a bit like agility or other 
areas in which one can compete with one's dog. So there are a lot of people out there with particularly Labrador retrievers, flat coats, those sorts of dogs that are training their dogs to be gun dogs and working them that aren't actually working pheasant shoots at all. They're either competing or they're doing it for the pleasure because it's an amazing bond between human and dog, uh, which I saw for myself very recently and I'm going to enjoy introducing to you. Have a great month and I will look forward to next month. Have a good one. Rise and shine with Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine. shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll feel those ribs expand. Okay, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Are you doing it? Welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Cott this morning. What could be better? Good morning, it's good to be with you. I'm Harrison RB. It's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, (laughs) you're doing okay. I'm with you, Vicky. Rise and Shine, weekday mornings from six, with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.